Don't tell me. Oh, no. I need to go live on Facebook and YouTube. There we go. Now it's loading. How you guys been, man? What's up? Hernando, what did you buy with my with my money today? No Uber Eats today. Did you run out of money already, Hernando? For those that don't know, Hernando Castillo won the uh, $100 Uber Eats gift card. And uh, he's spending my money every single day. And he goes on the live chat to remind me where my money is going. It's good. It's good to see that I've made a bad investment. You know how they say you learn from your bad investments. Hernando, I'm learning from you every day. I've learned never to do a raffle again. <laughs> uh, yes, boo. Wow, Hernando, you how long did you have the Uber Eats gift card for? You had it for like three days. You spent $100 in three days. I mean, if it's somebody else's money, how easy is it to spend? That's why going in debt is so, is so easy, right? If it's not my money, I'm just going to use it. You've been pre-approved for $5,000 on your initial credit card. Uh, no interest for a whole year. But one year from now, interest is going to be an APR of 27 point. Ah, shut up. Give me that. All I had to hear was no interest for a year. I'm fucking running it in three days. Yep. That's how they get you. That's how the credit card companies get you because they make it seem like it's not your money. It ain't your money. Have fun with it. Here's the credit card. Go have fun. Here. And then you grab that credit card and it's simple. It's a little piece of plastic that's in your pocket. And it, you know, it, it, that little piece of plastic does not compare to the PlayStation 5 that's looking at you right in the face on the rack. You know what I mean? It's like, what am I going to... All I got to do is slide this card down a machine and that thing is mine. That's it. Shit. Let's get in line. And the next thing you know, you're all fucked up. You're in debt. And then you got all this. Now the PS6 is out. And then now you're paying $200 a month in interest alone. I've been there. Okay. I've fucking been there. And then I got rid of all my credit cards. Do yourself a favor, guys. For those that are watching on YouTube, for those that are watching on Zoom and Instagram, get out of debt. As soon as possible. Suck some dick. Whatever it is you got to do, man. Sell stuff on eBay. You guys you guys know how much shit you got in your house that you can sell on eBay? It's a, it's a business. I sold, I don't know, man. I sold a lot of shit. As a matter of fact, when I, now that I'm going back out there and I'm going to do stand-up comedy, I have no camera. <laughs> I have no video camera or regular DSLR camera to take photos or record video. You know why? Because I sold it all on eBay. And you know what? I made a hefty buck. I made a hefty buck. You know why? Because if I spent, for example, $300 on a camera and I sold it for $180, that means I rented that camera for $120 for six months. Do the math. It's fucking great. Sell everything on eBay. Sell it all. Clean your house. As a matter of fact, eBay should be considered like an electrical vacuum cleaner. A digital vacuum cleaner because my room looks immaculate after selling everything. What's up, uh, PJBR? Welcome to the chat. How are you? All right. So uh, let's get to the announcements, guys. Um, If you guys want to share with me anything you want, just know that this is a stream where you guys participate on the conversations. I don't want to be blathering here, but God damn it, I will. Okay. If you guys want to talk about something, put it in on the chat. Here's what I've got to share with you today. The infamous Mario Ramil. Well, actually, I learned infamous is not a good word. The Miami famous Mario Ramil is having a show at a place called Curtis Mansion. And I've never heard of this place in my entire life. I didn't even know that Miami had a haunted house. Apparently, the story behind Curtis Mansion is that it's haunted, right? It's kind of like a, like a Vizcaya, but with ghosts. I never knew. So Mario is doing a show there. And if you guys don't know who Mario is, he's a very funny dude. 
uh, here from Miami. Uh, he's got great sketches, very popular guy, doing it way better than me <laughs> online, right? And uh, he invited me to perform with him at the Curtis Mansion. And he's like, hey, man, you want to perform at this place? And I'm like, yeah, man, sign me up. And then he goes, uh, uh, the chat is disabled on Zoom. Is that something we can fix? Uh, oh, is that you, Nikki? Let me see. Uh, thank <laughs> I like, you see the future right there, Nikki? You sent me an email and immediately I got it. There you go. Chat is enabled, Nikki. Go right ahead. Uh, I had to turn off the chat on Zoom, Nikki, because I got Zoom bombed before. There you go. I've been Zoom bombed and uh, I had to block everything. All I can see is just your name. I don't want to interact with none of those people ever again. I won't do that to you. I know you won't. I'm simply saying that it's been done. So as a precaution, I just disabled it. So anyways, um, and you know, Mario was telling me that he's got like a whole bunch of people coming out and uh, they're gonna set it up outside and it's the first comedy show in Miami. And hell man, I'm excited. You know what I mean? Uh, smart move. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm excited, bro. I'm excited to perform once again with a comedy friend of mine, but I'm even more excited to uh, announce that in uh, October 10th, I'm gonna be producing my own show at a place called Moreno's in South Beach. And Moreno's has been around for a very long time and it's owned by my buddy, George Moreno. And George is a Grammy award winner. What's up, Big Jish, welcome back. And uh, George Moreno, he's a famous, uh, he's a famous guy, man. He's, he, he owns two places. He owns Moreno's in South Beach and he owns uh, Gold Digger Saloon. And we're doing a, gold, a show at Gold Diggers on Sundays as well. And it's all coming together, man. I already feel the momentum of Miami comedy coming back. Can you feel it? Probably not, because I'm the only one that's doing the work behind the scenes. But I, I'm doing the same work that I used to do back in 2019, early 2020. Oh, man, the nostalgia. Have you ever taken a two-week break from your job, and then you come back, and you just don't know how to do your job anymore? Well, imagine that, but for six months. <laughs> right? I'm there setting up the events. I'm piecing the links together. I'm setting the promotions ready. I'm lining up the campaign. Emails getting ready to be sent out. And man, I had nostalgia. It was a blast from the past. I was like, oh my God, I never knew I'd be so happy to go back to work. This is amazing, right? And forgetting your normal commute to work, right? You start taking different lanes and shit. Like, ah, I'm gonna go down the back streets today. I'm gonna make it seem as if I got a new job. <laughs> Anything that makes you forget all the work you've got to do on the way there, right? So as I'm driving, I mean, as I'm driving, as I'm writing, <laughs> as I'm writing all the stuff to uh, get these comedy shows up and running, uh, I got to admit, man, it's just, it's good to be back. You know, it's, it's just, it's been so long, man. It's been so long since I've said, make your seating reservations in advance. Ooh, just saying it makes, it's weird. Make your seating reservations in advance because of limited capacity. Oh my God, my, my stomach kind of like dips a little. It's got a little bit of butterflies when I say that. And, uh, you know, producing a comedy show right now, it's, it's great to be back, but it's also going to take a lot of work, right? Because uh, I, I got to take the temperature of people now, right? I got to make people feel safe. Uh, I got to be wearing a mask. I got to buy two microphones so that the comedians can wipe one down and then you start interchanging the mics. So in that way, you know, you know, these comedians, they're filthy. Well, we, we're filthy people. Comedians, you know, we, we, we look like we've crawled out of something. 
<laughs> we look like we just crawled out of the trenches and like, hey, who wants to laugh today? We only come out at night because the sun burns our eyes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I got to clean these mics and I've got to get these uh, these temperature guns, right? So when people come in, I got to point this laser in your face. And I, I don't know if anyone's ever done that to you when you enter a venue, but it feels weird. Like, it, I don't like anyone pointing anything to my fucking dome like that and just and just stay, staying there until the temperature is red. Uh, the best investor, 1989. Well, your time is up, best investor. I always love these names, especially when you put like the year on it. It's like <laughs> you're aging your username. The best investor from 1989. You mean before the crash? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, man. How are you? I've been doing some investing myself. <laughs> I've been doing some investing myself, man. I have, I had to pull out some stocks though, because you know, uh, it's going to take a while before I start bringing back all comedy shows in Miami, but I like investing. It's a lot of fun. It's good to see your money go up and down. It's like, Ooh, it's like, it's like you betting money on a horse, right? It's like, I bet Tesla is going to blow up. Here's $700. And then you like two weeks later, it's like you lost $100 and you're like, come on, Tesla. I believe in you, Elon, do it. Elon just had a baby with Grimes. Ooh, those rates are going up. And you make back $3.50. Like, oh, I can already feel the money coming in. Uh, what's up, Mike? Mike Ends. Mike Ends for Media. What's up, man? How are you? What are you investing in these days? Best investor, 1989. What's a good stock from 1989? Blockbuster. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. What's good, bro? It's the block. Should, should we go all in on Blockbuster? What do you got? What are some tips from 1989? <laughs> Buy paper stock. They're killing. <laughs> oh man, the Wolf of Wall Street is part of your shit, right? Isn't isn't uh, that that guy? What's his name again? From Wolf of Wall Street, wasn't he around? Wasn't he a big shot in your era? Were you working under him? <laughs> go for Blockbuster. They're fucking killing it. Oh man! All right. So uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. Hold on. Let me let me put this on the chat before I forget. So uh, tomorrow night we're doing a uh, a so tomorrow night we're doing a if you're single, okay. uh, Bernie Madoff. Yeah, (laughs) exactly, Nikki. Uh, We're doing uh, hit that link right there. Uh, we're doing a singles event where we're going to virtually meet people and we're going to start interchanging and I'm going to play wingman and I'm actually going to start like, you know, warming you up to, uh, to finding someone special in Miami. And, you know, a lot of people say it's not possible, but I believe in you. Okay. I believe you can go on a zoom call and I believe you can put your best foot forward. Okay. And I believe you can find a date, even if it's a one night stand, I'll help you get there. Okay. Stop posting blurry photos on your Tinder profile. What's up, Barbie? Hey, Steph. Ani, welcome back. I see you changed your uh, your avatar. That's good. good. You look a lot more personable now. Nothing says red flag than seeing a person that has like an anime profile picture. It's like, why are you living a lie? You know what I mean? Like, why do you have an anime head as your profile? You're not happy with the way you look, huh? You want big eyes? And perfect hair. What are you hiding? (laughs) 
right? People with anime profile pics, they just, they, it's like, you're, you're, you're living a lie. You're living a 2D lie. And I blame the Japanese. I blame the Japanese and Snapchat. Snapchat also turns you into that, right? Snapchat. And, and doesn't iPhone do that too? Doesn't it turn you into like a 3D talking head? Because they, they, you know, they, they know you don't like the way you look. They don't like the way you look. They're like, hey, turn yourself into a cartoon. You're fucking disgusting. <laughs> oh, man. You turn on face ID and then, you know, you get a prompt. like, you call that a look? Turn yourself into 3D. Yes, yes, I will. <laughs> What's up, uh, Pop, Pop Artoud? Pop, Pop Artoud. What's up, man? Welcome to the chat. Okay, so the best investor says... Airlines, cruises, Moderna, Moderna. What the fuck is Moderna? Is that like a, a luxury uh, furniture company? That's the first thing that came to mind. Is it a furniture company? What is that? And techs. Okay, tech stocks I understand because tech is booming. And tech will always be booming. Okay? Why cruises? Cruises are by far one of the worst ways to enjoy a vacation. You know what? In my opinion... Uh, cruises are how people with no creativity spend a vacation. <laughs> if, if travel agencies can come up with their own vacation that's not sending you somewhere that you can enjoy, they send you to a cruise line. It's like, oh man, I've always wanted to visit Mexico. I hear the white sands and the beaches are beautiful. Nah, fuck that, man. Why don't you go with plan B? We've got this cruise line, okay? We're going to ride it out into the sea, and then it's a boat. You're on a boat for all your vacation. Well, what do you do in the vacation? You eat, you drink, you go to sleep, and then tomorrow, you get to do it again. <laughs> right? Uh, vacations on a cruise line is almost like you're in jail, it's like a fancy jail. It's like, fuck, I'm bored. Well, we got a casino. You want to spend more money there? Uh, all right, let's go to the casino. And then you go play Groundhog Day over and over. Yeah, perfect, Nikki. Going on vacation on a cruise line is like Groundhog Day. <laughs> and then you know what's the worst thing, Nikki? That a cruise ship will have the audacity to recommend you doing activities that you can do outside of the cruise ship. You want to go to a comedy club? Well, I mean, we got a comedy club back in my city, I, but it's not in a boat. How about you? How about you go to a comedy show in a boat? You want to go dancing? Well, I mean, I could have danced at the nightclubs back in Miami, yeah, but, but you're on a boat. You could go dancing on a boat. <laughs> oh, man. You, you want to play bingo? You could play bingo. I, wait a second. I thought I was supposed to be on vacation. You are on vacation. You're just doing the same things somewhere else. <laughs> I don't think cruise ships are, are a good investment. I think cruise ships are eventually going to be replaced by you actually going to space. You know what? I'll take a cruise line to space. I'm futuristic like that. Moderna, oh, is a COVID vaccine company. Weren't they paused? What's up, Hadrock? Hey, What's up, Luces Escobar? Uh, anime profile pics make me think of old perverts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're always trying to they're always trying to trick you like they're hip with it, right? Like imagine imagine an old decrepit guy and he looks like uh, and he, he 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 has emo hair. <laughs> and 
if you if you're over the age of 40 and and you're you have emo hair like the fucking you know with the poofs on the side and you're fucking like this and shit uh yeah that's a red flag what the fuck are you doing bro why <laughs> you don't even have to be a pedo you could just be a guy with emo haircut and the guy from dateline just shows up be like yo what the fuck are you doing why do you have that hair huh you trying to attract a certain age range like no man i just really like my chemical romance i ain't buying it i'm not buying it why do you have emo hair this is very suspicious of you <laughs> oh man all right Last four minutes. Let's wind it down, guys. What else you want to chit-chat about? Let's bring it on home. Um, eat late at night. What's up, Payway? Oh, shit, Payway. I didn't know you were on the chat. What's going on, man? You're hanging out last minute. Did you watch the documentary? Uh, the, uh, the Social Dilemma? Uh, Got to sneeze, but it won't come out. Bitch, I'm late. Okay, take it easy, Payway. Damn, man, Payway talks to me like he's an adult. This guy's a teenager. Bitch, I'm late. Ooh. Thank God I'm not your teacher, Payway. Yes, bro. What did you think? Did you like the documentary? I really enjoyed that documentary, man. And here, and get this, man. Half of it. Oh, you watched half of it or you only enjoyed half of it? I enjoyed it thoroughly. Because, man, to be honest, bro, uh, I'm, I'm twice your age, Payway. So I was around when MySpace... And I was around when Facebook started and all the social media thing boomed. Like as soon as I, as soon as I became a young adult is when social media started blowing up. Okay. Uh, And I I saw it happening in real time. Like I saw people getting addicted in real time in a way that I've never seen before. So when you see it happening, when you go into social media, you can see the way people change and the way people communicate because you, you lived a life where that didn't exist. Right. So I've always known, man, I've always known something was up with social media. You know, people are just and they like the dumbest shit because it's like they're just feeding you like stay dumb, stay dumb, stay dumb. (laughs) And people are like, bro, this shit is fucking great. And they're addicted to this content. Uh, How old are you? Uh, How old are you, man? A whole 32? (laughs) I'm 35. I'm 67. You're 13, Payway. Wander with Gina. What's up, Gina? Welcome. We're talking about uh, social media. What's up, Arezzo.exe? Uh, Netflix, The Social Dilemma. Yeah, man, I really enjoyed that. Uh, it really depends on what you follow. That's that's also very, very true, Arezzo.exe. Have you guys ever unfollowed people from your friends list? And then you just see how different your timeline is? Like, oh my God, I didn't know that I was uh, following such awful people. So... And during the pandemic, when I was bored, anybody that wrote dumb shit or just like started saying conspiracies, or if anyone posted that uh, the USA is about to go into martial law and like fear mongering, I started unfollowing those people. And you know what? There's fucking squirrels and and birds flying around in my timeline. It's beautiful, man. I feel like I'm in a fucking like I'm Snow White and the and all the animals are coming to sing with me. You know, it's a big difference when you start unfollowing people, right? It's almost as if, like, there's a better world out there. You just got to stop following those people that just feed you bullshit. You know what I mean? Trash. Yeah, exactly, Steph. Yes. So uh, here's a little project for you guys. One thing I would recommend. Uh, Anybody that is on your timeline and they're posting bullshit, remove him. Or her. Just remove him. Take him out. Uh, 
Yeah, let me unfollow Miami Comedy because they are addicting as fuck. <laughs> uh, the numbers don't say they're that. Ad- it's that addicting. <laughs> uh, there's a reason why my numbers are low. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't give you. I don't get. I don't talk about stuff that'll make you dumber. All right. I include you in the conversation. Uh, and I did that on purpose. Okay. If you guys were to come and ha- remove negative people, exactly. Whoever's on Facebook, exactly right. Remove not only negative people, but also negative pages, fear-mongering, conspiracy theorists are the worst, people that say, like, political crap, people that share dumb shit, eh, just remove that shit. And the algorithm starts to change in your favor. You know, start following shit like, uh, for me, I love, like, art, right? Like, space art. I like jazz, right? I like uh, music from, from around the world, negative content. That's right, you remove that. And then when I started following more proactive things and started following coaches and entrepreneurs and like, you know, Tony Robin talking motherfuckers, like you follow that. And then you're, you're the algorithm in your timeline is like, hey, this guy wants to have a good day. Show him the good day stuff. Here's a good day, man. Have a good day, Manny. Have a good day. It's like, oh, shit, my timeline is actually changing. Bro, get this, man. I started following like uh, uh, gr- girls that post like thirst traps. Right? When you unfollow those girls. (laughs) You know, if you think about it, thirst traps can actually be negative content because they're just flaunting something that you can't have. (laughs) You know, in the social dilemma, if you want to bring up your algorithm in order for it to be a proactive timeline, another thing you shouldn't follow is girls that post thirst traps because that, that is very toxic content. You know, just to be throwing sex in your face that way. Hey, here's some sex. Hey, look at my nude body. Hey, look at this. And you're just like, well, what am I going to do? I mean, she looks attractive. What do I do? I'm going to slide in her DMs. I don't even know her. Why is she posting this? This is awful. And then when you unfollow, the temptation is now gone. Oh, my God. The temptation is gone. And now you can be one with God. They're like, God, the lust has been removed from my life. And all I had to do was push one button. And with your strength, I can unfollow this insta-thought easily. Thank you, Lord, free at last. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. What's up, Lisbon? Uh, I share memes all day on stories, so people probably hate me. Well, I mean, are they good memes? I share memes all the time, too. Thirst traps. Yeah, thirst traps is negative content. They fuck up your algorithm. Thirst traps can really mess up your algorithm, man, because if if you follow women that post thirst traps, the Instagram and Facebook algorithm was like, all right, we got a pervert here, right? Let's just start feeding them ass pics and oily butts and fucking cleavage and wet t-shirts. And then every day you're just looking at your phone and you're just like, I, I got to DM somebody. I got to slide in somebody's DM. This is too much. My brain can't handle this. This is too much lust inside of me right now. And I really can't control myself. I really got to work hard. <laughs> yeah, get that lust out of you. Get all those temptations out of you and unfollow Insta thoughts. It's good for your brain. All right, fellas, don't fall for it no more. I like how I talk all this shit, but if you look at my at my timeline and the people and the the, the models that I follow, you're gonna be like, this guy's talking shit. <laughs> oh man! All right, that is it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for tuning into the Miami Comedy Conversations. As you can see here on the side, a funny virtual dating event happening tomorrow. It's full of thoughts. Hey, man, that's good content. According to the algorithm, you can't blame them. 
you know? There's a reason why OnlyFans is booming in business, okay? That's good content. You don't got what's great about what's great about posting thirst traps on social media is the fact that you don't have to be that creative. <laughs> you know, I have to work hard. I got to write blogs. I got to go live in front of a few people. I got to write blogs, right? I got to take photos. I got to do podcasts, right? I, I got to be creative to kind of get the content going, right? You know, I got to come up with quotes and I got to write something funny on Twitter and I got to post it and then I got to fight the people that say, this ain't funny, this sucks, right? Like imagine all the hard work that it takes to create quality content. Now imagine how easy it is to wake up. You've got your robe on. You're pouring coffee. You look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, wow, my butt really looks good in this robe. All right, let me just set this camera up, take a step back, post thousands of likes. Easy. Dude, I would do that. I don't blame them at all. I'm not hating. I just see, I see the model. It works. It's a great system for creating content. You don't got to work hard. But, you know, I, I have followed uh, Instagram models. Like, for example, like, you know, if they got like a really big natural butt and they look good, right? And they're like, oh, shit, that's a great butt. And then, you know, you follow, right? You follow because you want to see that butt again. It's like, I hope this butt can shine on my timeline on a, on, a, on a rainy day. You know, if I'm ever having a bad day, I just want to, like, come across this, scroll, scroll. Oh, my God, there it is. That's beautiful, right? Right? So, yeah, I mean, I follow some models that look good, whatever. But then after a while, I realized this about myself that like after a, after a certain period of time, it's like, all right, I get it. You got a big butt. So what? <laughs> it, I, I don't care about your butt anymore. Like you're, you're there having a great productive day. You just had a good meeting. You just read a good book and then you're scrolling for something and you're like, oh, here she comes again. Oh, let me guess. You're doing yoga in tight yoga pants. Ooh, there's her butt. What else you got? <laughs> Right, and then you kind of just get tired of it. It's like, bro, how many? I'm tired of seeing this girl's butt. This is ridiculous. I'm done. I don't want to see this anymore. <laughs> What's up, inexplicable? Big butt. So what? Yeah, exactly. In the beginning, it takes you. It takes you by surprise, right? It takes you by surprise. You got a big butt. Like, oh shit, this shit looks amazing. But then when it's the only thing you're posting, after a while, it's like, I'm bored. <laughs> I'm bored of this butt. And then you unfollow. And then one day you're going to be walking around and you'll be like, yo, whatever happened to that girl with the butt? And then you go on Instagram and you try to look her up again. And you're like, she's still posting the same photos. Follow. <laughs> I want to see this again. Let's go for another rodeo ride. Uh, if, the supply, uh, if the supply of big booties is high, the value decreases. <laughs> Look at Inexplicable with fucking economics. Yeah, there's a lot of booty pics on Instagram, but the man goes down. <laughs> there's a surplus of booty pics. And so uh, you need to come up with a little bit more in order to entice. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, do you, what are you going to do with your booty? Can, can you turn it into a puppet? That's, that's actually talented. Can you do that? Can you do a, a dialogue between you and your butt that's funny? Can you do like a witty dialogue where you're like, your butt has those little googly eyes on it. And then you have like a two-way conversation. You know, you can edit it in a funny way. You know, that thing. Uh, Bascogram, what's going on? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, booty economics. You know, it, it, there's no more balance. It's like a surplus. 
all the booties are on Instagram now. It's like, all right, there's booties everywhere. What, what, what's left? Uh, you know what we should talk about next time? I don't know if you guys saw this on, uh, on Facebook, but yesterday they did the Facebook Connect convention. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Hey, man, I like them too. But when they're all, all over the face, when they're all over your face, uh, I, I, I don't just like them. I kind of like, I, I don't mind them. <laughs> uh, it, you know, when there's booty everywhere and, showing you every, and it's being shown everywhere, it's not, I like big butts and I cannot lie. It's, I don't mind big butts, but I cannot lie. It's too much. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yesterday there was a Facebook Connect convention that was showing us uh, what virtual reality is going to be like on Facebook. So in the future, we're going to be doing a lot of cool shit. I highly recommend for the people that are into like futuristic sci-fi stuff, look up yesterday's live stream of Facebook Connect. Fucking incredible. You guys should see it, man. All the stuff that I, I, I'm going to be able to do this show for you guys in virtual. I don't have to be on live anymore. I can just be like in a virtual stage and you guys can come out and like put on your virtual headsets and you would come out and we hang out, man. You know what I mean? We start hanging out, start riffing, talking some shit. You know, you, you know, all four of you, we'll hang out together. It'll be nice and fun, you know, a nice little cozy virtual environment. We don't got to worry about COVID or like traffic or two drink minimums, right? Imagine me virtual. Uh, this, uh, <laughs> this quaff of hair will be fucking magnificent in 3D. All right, I'm done. Uh, we went 10 minutes over. Hey, you guys got a little bit of extra show today because I care. All right. I'll see you guys tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Don't forget this Friday, tomorrow, 7 p.m. We're going to be doing the Miami Comedy Matchmaker. If you're single and you want to meet somebody special, I'm going to be your wingman. All right. I'm going to coach you. We're going to have conversations about what it's like dating in Miami. And I think I'm the only person doing this. So have fun. Let's do it. All right. Go to MiamiComedy.com slash Cupid. Register. It's uh, free for the ladies, 15 bucks for the guys, but don't let the price tag fool you, fellas. It's definitely worth it. We always got wonderful women joining us, and you too can meet them as well. All right, I'll see you guys tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.